Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. and welcome to episode 31 of homeschool.com's homeschooling and loving it podcast we're so glad you're here today because we've got an extra special guest that's joining us so let's welcome melanie wilson from psychowith6.com melanie is a christian psychologist turned homeschool mom hi melanie hi how are you i'm good and how are you I am doing great, and I'm starting to get excited about homeschooling next year, so I am really looking forward to our conversation. You know, actually was doing the same thing yesterday, kind of poking around at some homeschool curriculum books myself, so. Yeah. But Melanie is here today to chat with us about keeping a healthy mindset as we homeschool. I know from my personal experience, (laughs) we all tend to struggle with that whole thing of accusing ourselves of failing or just not being enough. Um, I've talked with a lot of homeschool moms at conventions over the years and across the board, a vast majority of us do battle these feelings like, you know, that we've not done enough or covered enough or taught well enough or even played enough with our kids. And it's a terrible cycle. And I'm so glad that Melanie is here to give us some pointers on how to combat this mindset as we wrap up the school year and even begin to prepare for next school year. So, Melanie, I know you've dealt with this topic before. Why do you think this is such a common issue among homeschooling moms? Well, I think in one sense, that is a positive sense we like to imagine that we have probably more control than we really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so if we blame ourselves for you know, why our son just isn't getting math, why our daughter isn't you know, making progress in piano, uh, we, we feel that if it's our fault, that we can then take steps to improve it. And sometimes there are things that we can do, but sometimes it's really not within our control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there are there are other reasons, and you know we might have a background where we maybe maybe we had a parent who put a lot of pressure on us to succeed and to you know, have very high standards and to meet those. And maybe you even still have family members who expect a lot of you and of your children. And so that is another reason we can tend to, um, you know, get down on ourselves for not doing as much as we think we should have. From what you're saying, it's, it's like we have a disconnect from what is really happening and maybe what we feel or think or you know have kind of imagined or convinced ourselves that things are are you know the condition of things i think we have very unrealistic ideas of what 
real homeschoolers do in their daily lives too. And so there is a comparison that often takes place. Unfortunately, the standard that we tend to use for comparison is not real. It's just not real. I have looked through blog posts, for example, of uh, reading lists. These these are the books that we're going to be reading aloud this month or this quarter. And I have thought to myself, if you read that many books aloud, you will be reading six hours a day. (laughs) There is no possible way. There's just no possible way. Your voice wouldn't hold out. Your kids would never want to sit and listen to you read for six hours a day. Unfortunately, we can have this idea. It's like, wow, I mean, I'm, I'm doing good to get one book read aloud to my kids a month. Right. That's <laughs> the realistic side. It is. <laughs> it, and it's, it's realistic. And it's, it's so sad to me that we end up feeling like failures because we're comparing ourselves to something that honestly no one is doing. Exactly. So uh, in my mind, and I know I'm just really digging from my own personal experience and what affects me, um, you know, when I'm looking at social media posts or like you mentioned, blogs of other homeschooling moms, and I see those things, that's what it immediately does to me that, wow, there is no way I am ever going to be able to do anything like that. I am such a failure, Uh uh you know, so it automatically just triggers those thoughts in my mind. Uh And, you know, I've often thought, well, maybe I just need to avoid social media or avoid looking at these things. But then, you know, our culture is so entrenched in all of that. It's, you can almost, you really can't, function normally without you know being exposed to some of that so that really isn't Uh a complete option Uh um so i think it boils down to uh getting a complete understanding of what you said that we're embracing this unrealistic view or portrayal of what others are doing and how do we you know that's it's really sneaky that the way our minds work the way we see these things and we just kind of embrace that as, okay, this is fact, it's true, <laughs> it's a given, this is what others are doing, what I'm not doing. How can we, how can we battle that? How can we stand against that? And, you know, in case we aren't even aware of, of that and what we're doing, how, what are some warning signs that we can maybe make ourselves aware of to help us fight against those accusations or lies? I think one warning sign would be if you feel stressed out, mm-hmm. if you feel like you're behind and you're not truly behind because you don't have, you know, you're not, you're not part of, uh, you know, maybe like a charter program where you have to keep up with certain standards, but you know, you really are independent. Um, when you start to, Um, feel like you can't handle it, you're just not cut out for homeschooling, that someone else can do a better job. And I'm not saying that, you know, there isn't a time and a place to put your kids in school. I do believe that there is. But in general, if you're feeling like that, I think that is a warning sign that you are paying way too much attention to what other people are doing. And I don't think it's that realistic 
to cut yourself off, as you were saying, from all social media and all, (laughs) you know, of, you know, the activities and, and things that other people are doing. I mean, all you have to do is get together with a homeschooling mom friend and she can tell you, oh, we did this yeah. amazing, you know, <laughs> this amazing project and yes. and that can get you going. And, and so here is my suggestion for you. You probably in part chose to homeschool because you wanted to determine your outcomes for your child's education you wanted to determine what was important to teach and not the government schools. And so why would you trade your own course of education in for someone else's, especially someone that you don't even know? You don't even know if they're following their own course of education that they're putting out there. You know, and that that honestly goes for people that you talk with in person. People – often embellish what they do. They do. You're <laughs> you know, right. to look good, to look good. And so, um, number one, why would you follow someone else's course of education and and that without knowing the results of it? Absolutely. You know, your, your homeschooling mom uh, peers, whether they're online and, and you don't know them or they're people that you do, you haven't seen the fruit of their efforts um, you know, all the way through. And why would, why would you just follow that person blindly any more than you would follow a government school curriculum um, when you have the freedom to homeschool? And that's what it's all about. So what is your goal? What is your end goal? After over 20 years of homeschooling, I have determined that my primary goal is relationships building relationships with my kids because that is the most valuable thing. Now, does that mean I'm, I'm not going to educate them? Of course not, because having a good relationship with my kids means that I want them to have the best education possible. But if you're going to you know, check off the boxes and keep up with the Joneses with your homeschooling, you're not going to achieve your primary goal whether that's to have great relationships with your kids, to have your kids have a love of learning, to have your kids develop a strong faith and and strong ethics and values. Um, None of those things get achieved by you checking off boxes and keeping up with what other people are doing. Absolutely. One thing that I've learned in my own life to battle these thoughts, what I've done is written down my purpose why did I start homeschooling? And I, I, it's kind of like my mission statement. And then when I see myself falling into struggles, like you mentioned, trying to keep up with the Joneses and the unrealistic Joneses because they don't exist, <laughs> as you said, um, I try to pull that back out. And I remind myself of why I started down this path in the first place. And that usually does help me to get the right mindset back. And I think that's what you were saying, actually. Why trade your own path for someone else's? And it's so true. We need to stay true to, you know, what we've initially felt called to do in homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. So another aspect that I wanted to ask you about, um, and we've kind of talked about our view of others, but there's also this 
these intrinsic issues that we have where maybe we've put expectations on ourselves have nothing to do with other people maybe they have to do with issues that we have you know whether like, <laughs> kind of bearing my heart to you today <laughs> but the things like OCD which I have a tendency to have and it comes it you know it comes natural it's a family issue <laughs> But, you know, thinking that I have to have a perfectly clean home before we can even start homeschooling or thinking that I have to have everything organized to the nth degree um, for my kids. And, you know, I found that I've made these crazy expectations I put on myself and my children and it ends up making us all pretty miserable. So if you think you can answer that and how we deal with our, our own crazy expectations that have nothing to do with other people. Right. So I think, you know, when you find yourself feeling disappointed, many, many homeschooling moms are disappointed. I had a friend who was just beginning her homeschooling journey and she said, I have this plan, you know, for how we're going to do our homeschooling. And she said, and my son doesn't want to go along with my plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. And if you want to have a realistic expectation, that should be your expectation, that you're going to have a grand exactly. plan and your kids are not going to want to go along with that plan. Absolutely. <laughs> that is a reasonable expectation. And pay attention to when you start your day or when you start a lesson or you start a class or an activity, it doesn't go the way that you hoped and how do you feel? So many times we are angry and we are maybe even hurt, our feelings are hurt, we're disappointed, we're frustrated. We can even feel like just throwing in the towel and saying, I'm done, I, I cannot do this. And the reality is, that the main problem was your expectation of how it was going to go. Kids are kids. Kids are human. Kids want to get out of doing work, period. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I have a sanguine personality, and I love when things are fun. And so I spent a lot of time and energy, and I enjoyed it, but I did spend a lot of time and energy trying to make learning fun for my kids. But was I always able to get them doing backflips over our activities? Heavens, no. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I was doing anything wrong. It doesn't even mean that my kids were responding in a wrong way. They were just being human. And I would highly suggest to our listeners today that they just take a deep breath and remember what they were like as kids. You know, maybe you loved doing all things school when you were a kid, but I bet you also really loved vacations and breaks. <laughs> and, yes. um, our kids are no different. They, they would like to just pursue fun and leisure um, and even work of their own choosing. Just like we like to homeschool independently, our kids choose independence over having to do the work that we put in front of them. So if we would remember that we are human, 
our kids are human and nine times out of 10, things are not going to go perfectly according to plan. We would feel so much better about our homeschooling. Absolutely. And reminding ourselves, oh my goodness, that, that we need to give each other grace every day, not to react. What are some practical methods or baby steps that uh, we as homeschool mamas could adopt to help us avoid getting to these places where we have the wrong expectations, where we're, we're just, our, th- our thought process is completely off base. Um, do you have any suggestions there? Any pr- yeah, so I think before you go into a teaching situation or into a family situation, like I was thinking about so many times that I would be away from home whether that was for a short time or a longer time. And what was happening is I would walk in the door and I would be so upset when I would see the state of my house Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I was immediately frustrated with my kids. And I thought, you know, there has to be a better way to deal with this. And so from then on, I started kind of doing a debrief with myself before I walked into the situation And I told myself, your house is going to be a mess, but it won't take very long to get it cleaned up. You will go in and you will get everybody pitching in and things will get straightened up quickly. And you don't have to get upset about it. It is what it's going to be. So, And that worked really, really well for me. And I think we can do that with our homeschooling too. We can stop and say, you know what? The kids are going to complain. It's going to take longer than I think. Um, We're going to get interrupted, but I'm going in and we're going to get something done. And even if it's working on character and relationships, that's going to be valuable. And so I'm I'm going to put aside my lofty ideals Mm -hmm. for what this homeschool day is going to look like. And I'm just going to go in and see what it has to offer today because every day has something new to learn. Great. I love what you said about debriefing yourself before you actually go into the situation. I can imagine that being so helpful. I am absolutely going to be trying that <laughs> because, because what you do there with the, with that process of debriefing, you're adjusting your expectations from your personal expectations to what reality is probably going to be, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think will make all the difference. And I love what you said about the fact that you don't have to get angry, but have a process to fix the situation and work through it. Of course, if we would go in to the situation you mentioned, which obviously has happened to me as well many times, <laughs> moms of six, it's just going to happen. You know, if I, if I had handled it differently, of course, I wouldn't have had to ask forgiveness later for being angry, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that idea of my relationship with my child suffers when I pursue those unrealistic expectations. I was thinking also, I know in this homeschool journey, I've, I've found myself in situations where, you know, like what we're doing today, I'm asking you questions and throwing out. Uh, different problems and situations that I've experienced. Um, 
but in real life, you know, in our day to day, I, f I wonder if it's helpful to have an older homeschool mom friend that could help you kind of talk through these issues, maybe like an accountability partner to uh, help in the process of adjusting our own personal expectations and even how we perceive and accept others. I think that is vital, honestly. I, I think if your only homeschooling peers are at the same level that you are, they have kids, you know, young kids, um, even just middle schoolers, I, I think you're going to be way too hard on yourself. You're going to be uh, much too panicky over things that don't really matter. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm telling you that from right. experience. And, and I, I was very fortunate to have mature veteran homeschooling moms in my life that I could seek out. And wow, I mean, what a difference it makes in terms of your expectations of yourself, of your kids. You know, at one point I realized I am spending way too much time doing actual teaching instead of letting my kids do more independent work. And I wouldn't have known that if not for veteran homeschool moms who've been there and done that, <laughs> you know, and who can mm -hmm. say, oh no, I, I don't do that. And, you know, also those, those older moms who can say, uh, yeah, you should not be going to outside activities five days a week. That's going to lead to burnout. <laughs> you can't sustain that. That's, that's one thing. And then another thing is um, when your kids have problems and they're, all, they're going to have problems, they're going to have medical problems, they're going to have emotional problems, they're going to even have spiritual problems. And you need older moms who have been through it and can tell you it's going to be okay. I had, I had moms tell me it's going to be okay. It is. And, and it was, <laughs> it really was. And, um, as a Christian homeschooling mom, I have also so appreciated the prayer support that I've received from those, um, more experienced homeschooling moms. So, um, don't limit your social circle to just people at your same stage of homeschooling, but expand it. And if you don't know anyone who is more experienced, you can find these moms online. You can find them on podcasts like yours, on um, writing blogs, and most of them would be very happy to um, answer your questions that you, you know, submit to them. I don't do therapy with people, but I am absolutely happy to offer some uh, brief advice and encouragement. Um, so this is the, the healthy side of seeking, seeking a role model outside of ourselves. Uh -huh. Absolutely. And those experienced moms, they just, they bring something to the table that is just priceless. I've found that in my own life as well. There have been several amazing women in my life that have helped me both in homeschooling and in my own personal walk with the Lord. And so it's been invaluable. It's, it's absolutely something that I would encourage as you have done already to our listeners to find somebody that can help them. And obviously that's why we're here today as well. If you, if you are in a situation that you can't find someone uh, may need 
additional help uh, along the same lines that we've been discussing today that you can reach out to me personally. And as, as Melanie has also said that she'd be willing to briefly help you as well. So as we wrap up this podcast, which I'm kind of sad to do because I've enjoyed uh-huh. talking with you, Melanie, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners today? Yeah. So an issue that kind of underlies everything we've been talking about is challenging black and white thinking. I have found that we as homeschoolers are more likely to fall into that trap of thinking that things are either all one way or all the other. So in other words, if I am not caught up with my math curriculum with my child, then he's a failure or I'm a failure or we're both a failure or math doesn't even matter. (laughs) So so we just won't do math. (laughs) And, you know, there is a lot of room in the middle. And I did a whole podcast episode on black and white thinking that might be of help to your listeners. And I'm happy to send you the link to that. That would be great. I can add that to our show notes. And I agree. That is that is so right. And I appreciate everything that you've shared with us today. I really feel like these are issues that they're just so timely. I mean, yes, we're wrapping up a, a school year and it kind of hits you as you see what you've accomplished and maybe what you haven't accomplished and you know, as we've mentioned, maybe math doesn't matter, all that good stuff. But it, it tends to be, you know, a struggle that kind of hits at this time of year. But it's it's not always that situation. It could be any time of the year. And um, not just with homeschooling. It can be in many other areas of our lives. You know, it can be in our marriage or maybe, you know, in other personal situations. And so how we think is very important to our mental health, our our physical health, our spiritual health. And so having a right thought process is fundamental to everything that we've talked about today. Well, I'm so thankful you were able to join us, Melanie. Well, it was really my pleasure. I love encouraging other homeschoolers because I have absolutely loved homeschooling my kids. I have two. I have two. And you have six children too, don't you? I do. You do. I do as well. And that is an adventure and a whole nother <laughs> series of podcasts. <laughs> All right. So if you haven't visited Melanie at psychowithsix.com, you need to head over there and look around. She's got some amazing resources and encouragement. She's got a great blog filled with helpful articles and a wonderful podcast called and correct me if I'm wrong it's the homeschool sanity show is that correct that is it all right I love that title and she's got lots of she's mentioned the um, episode on black and white thinking which we will link out to in our show notes and of course she addresses a lot of other issues that we face as homeschoolers so be sure to check it out and so that wraps up episode 31 of homeschool.com's homeschooling and loving it podcast And as always, I'm rooting for you, and I'm here in your corner cheering you on. Here's wishing you a great week filled with a healthy homeschooling mindset. With grace and joy, Jamie.